Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Mitchell. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. And I'm David Finch. It's good to have everyone with us again. On um, We certainly appreciate you joining us for another study. Um, as always, we like to start out and invite you to, if you have any questions about what we discuss or any comments you want to give us, um, please send us a, an email at truthinagapelove at gmail.com. And um, we'd love to hear your feedback. Um, but otherwise, we appreciate you being with us, and uh, we look forward to another good study. We're going to be studying um, our text. We're going to start in Acts 15. We'll read uh, verses 1 through 11, probably, maybe. But uh, <laughs> we had a good um, study uh, in our uh, worship yesterday. Um, and that the lesson that Brother David brought us was, um, let the truth be spoken. And, of course, we're going to be looking at Galatians 2, 1 through 10 as well, and kind of, kind of relating those two things together. Um, and so um, with that, I think we could just go ahead and get started and, and do our study this evening. Yeah, let's just dive right into it. So if you're with us, um, turn to Acts 15, 1 through 11. Now, this is an account of something that could have very easily caused a division as Christ's church is being established. You know, yeah. as of course, as the apostles had this great responsibility to establish his church. And so this could have very easily divided it almost before it really began. It, of course, if handled incorrectly. So let's go ahead and, and read the text. Acts 15, 1 through 11 is what we're going to be reading. Uh, Chad, do you want to read that? Oh, sure. Yeah. Acts 15, 1 through 11 says, And a certain man came down from Judea and taught the brethren, Unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. Therefore, when Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and dispute with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain others of them should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders about this question. So being sent on their way uh, by the church, they passed through uh, Phoenicia and Samaria, describing the conversation of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy to all the brethren. And when they had come to Jerusalem, they were received by the church and the apostles and the elders, and they reported all things that God had done with them. But some of the um, sect of the Pharisees who believed rose up saying, It is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. Now the apostles and elders came together to consider this matter. And when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said to them, Men and brethren, you know that a good while ago God chose among us, um, yet yeah, chose among us, that by mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So God, who knows the heart, acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us, and made no dissension between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved in the same manner as they. Okay. So if you don't know 
the background. Jews who were God's chosen people, all the way dating back, essentially the heirs of Abraham. Yeah. Abraham had, um, what is that word I'm thinking of? Not command, but the... Um, <laughs> Oh, covenant? Covenant, thank you. Okay. I was I was thinking of uh something else. But anyway, the covenant with with God, Abraham had this covenant with God to be circumcised the eighth day. Yeah. And so that continued on. And so the the Jews in that time were the only ones that were circumcised. And that was the I keep wanting to say custom. What is it? Covenant. Covenant. Yeah. I don't know why I can't remember that word tonight. But the, well, that's okay. But they had a covenant with God, and the covenant was being circumcised on the eighth day. So that was the the covenant. And so then when Christ came and died, as things were were progressing, we're no longer Jews and Gentiles, but we are Christians. Yeah. And as the Gentiles are now having equal hope in eternal paradise with the Lord, the Jews, some of the Jewish, the Judaizers, were trying to establish that first these Gentiles had to become circumcised, essentially had to become Jews first, mm-hmm. which kind of when you think about it, it has a, uh, a, a, lot of, a lot more questions behind it if that was the case. Like, yeah. for example, how long did they have to practice Judaism before yeah. being a Christian. And, you know, and so... Well, you have a lot of stuff where, even for the Jews, and I think it must have been really difficult, other than if they would look at the prophecies and everything of Jesus coming and fulfilling a lot of these things. Right. You have things that almost became a culture to them. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, to the Jew, Jewish culture, you know, even, even um, eating unclean animals... That's right. And that's something that, that holds on today. Uh, talking with David and Catherine um, yesterday at worship about the pigs. And there is, you can't even find a pig over there in, in Egypt. That's right. There's no pigs there because they were part of an, uh, the unclean animals. Yeah. Because you have a lot of um, Jews still in that area. Exactly. And, and still yes. today, a lot of these things have just hung in there. That's right. Because it's a tradition, becomes a tradition. And so... Um, but this was a huge conflict or issue Absolutely. that they were dealing with because 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 Jesus we know died for Gentiles and Jews. Yeah, this is a covenant that has been given to us that's for everyone. No one's excluded. That's right. So now you've got these two cultures coming together and colliding. It's not working. Right. And, you know, the, the Jews, in a lot of ways, were puffed up. Like, you hear about the scribes sure. and the, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Those are different um, sects of Jews. But they all were puffed up in a lot of ways, where um, they actually had ceremonial washings. Mm-hmm. So, if they went to the marketplace, they would uh, their ceremonial washing would wash all the... As they went to the marketplace, if they touched someone who was a Gentile or considered unclean, they had to wash the sin off of them before eating their food. Yeah. So they had these ceremonial washings. And so, you know, and, and we do see Christ addressing that with them as well. But they, 
in a lot of ways, they puffed themselves up. So now, as Christ comes along, you can imagine it being hard for them to now be equal yeah. to the Gentiles. As yeah. they put themselves on a pedestal, now they have to humble themselves. And, you know, everyone knows that it's not exactly easy to humble yourself all the well, time. it'd be tough. I mean, you think <laughs> of some of the traditions that we have. Yeah. Or, or even, and, and you know, to let go of some of those, you yeah. know, it, it would be very difficult, you know. And... And so, yeah, it's um, you. You can't help but understand the situation here, and and how it could it could really be disputed, and yeah. And so, yeah, you 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 were kind of in the middle of a thought when I brought that up. But just understanding kind of the culture, and um, trying to give you the the backstory or the history behind what this dispute is. Like, why is this such a big deal? you know, to be circumcised. I mean, they, they almost wanted to make them proselytes. Now, the, the proselyte is a, is a Gentile who converted, converted to Judaism. Yeah. That was a proselyte. Yeah. And so they almost wanted to do that, make them um, a proselyte, where convert them to Judaism to get them on that level, and then... Now they can make have the same covenant in Christ. Yeah, and so they this they're getting stuck on thinking that this covenant of being circumcised still applies to Christianity. Yeah, and it it doesn't. Yeah, you know when um, it's actually in the context when you look as um, let me see. Peter, he stands up in verse 7. Peter rose up and said to them, Men and brethren, you know that a good while ago God chose us, God chose among us that by my mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So he is referring back to Acts 10 when he was up on the roof and the sheet knit on four corners came down with all kinds of uncommon animals. Yeah. The animals that they could never eat before. Yeah. And all of them were on the the sheet and God says kill and eat. And Peter says I will never. I've never had anything enter my mouth that was common or unclean. Yeah. And God says what I have made um what I have made pure don't don't call it uncommon. Yeah. It's no longer unclean. I think that is a great um, example for us, a good account for us, because... Um, you, you know, want to go means, over there? Yeah, sure. It means several things, because... Yeah, there's a double meaning there. Because, because think about, um, you know, like, think about someone who turns their nose up at catching a fish and eating a fish, okay? Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm not eating fish, ever. Sucker fish, maybe. Well, yeah. <laughs> or, or, and then God comes and says, no, it's good. You can eat it. Yeah. You know, you hear about people eating skunks, okay? I've heard people eat, eating skunks. Oh, okay? that would be hard for me. And uh, I mean, uh, and it's, a, it's a funny story. We don't have time to talk about it. But just think about that. Something that you really despise. Could you eat it? Yeah. You know? But if God said it was okay, could you still eat it? Yeah. You like, know? 
Rocky Mountain oysters. Sure. Perhaps. Yeah, something like that. Something mm-hmm. that's just really disgusting sound. Or a squirrel. You know, um, we went hunting with some folks. We shot a couple squirrels, and they're like, are you going to eat that, right? And I was like, no. And he's like, yeah, you are. And boy, he showed me how to prepare it. Yeah. We ate a squirrel, you know? Huh. And, and so. How was it? It was good. Good. Just like everything. Like chicken, Tastes right? like chicken. <laughs> yeah. Just like everything. Tastes like chicken. But, but, but just think about that. That's how Peter felt. Yeah. He was disgusted by those animals because his whole life he'd been taught they were unclean. Yeah, right. So it'd be interesting to and read he, it. And he lived it. I mean, he didn't. And, That's right. And like for us today, man, bacon is so good. Oh, Sausages sure. Sure, and yeah. all that. Yeah. That comes from the pig. They were never allowed to eat that. Yeah. And so. Like David was saying yesterday, they've been, Dave and Catherine, they've been, they've done a lot of world traveling. Yeah. They've spent a lot of time over there in Egypt and, and, the, and the Bible lands. And they're like, can I get a, some sausage at least, you know? <laughs> yeah. That, that's what we were joking about yesterday. But um, it still holds true because if you told your whole life, and it goes through generation after generation after generation, that these are unclean animals. Yeah. How It would be very difficult to it change would. your thinking on that. Yeah. But we also know, too. And let, let's read it, and then I'll have another comment. All right. So what is it? Uh, Acts 10. Let's start in verse 9. Acts 10, okay. And verse then let's nine. go through um, verse 16. Okay. Do you want to read it or do you want yeah, me to? Yeah, I can read it. It doesn't matter. Okay, go ahead. All right. The next day, as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw, saw heaven open and an object like a great um, sheet bound at the four corners, descending to him and let down to the earth. In it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, No, not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything uncommon or unclean. And the voice spoke to him again the second time. What God has cleansed, you must not call common. This was done three times, and the object was taken up into heaven again. Um, you, you can keep I, reading I'll keep going. if you want. Now, while Peter uh, wondered in, in, within himself what the vision which he had seen meant, behold, the men who had been sent from Cornelius had made in, inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate, and they called... And asked whether Simon was surname was Peter was was lodging there. When Peter thought about the vision, the spirit said to him, "Behold, three men are seeking you. Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, um, doubting nothing, for I have sent them." Then Peter went down to the men who had been sent to him from Cornelius and said, "Yes, I am he whom you seek. For what reason have you come?" And they said, "Cornelius, the centurion, a just man, one who fears God and has a good reputation among all the nations of the Jews." was divinely instructed by a holy angel to summon you to his house and to hear the words from you. Then he invited them in and lodged them. On the next day, Peter went away with them, and some brethren from Joppa accompanied him. And we know, of course, that's what I was going to bring up, the dual purpose here behind Peter's vision. Um, Because who's Cornelius in his house? What... Background is background he? is he? Yeah, he's a gentile. He's a gentile. Yeah, and and so that's that's the whole thing here. 
is um, is there any unclean humans? Yeah. No. We're all the same. And and according to the Jews, they there would was. say yes. There was. And at that time, there actually was. You know, mm-hmm. you had God's chosen people, and you had those who were outside called Gentiles. Yeah. And 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 Jesus, he died for all. That's right. You know, there was no division. There is no division. Yeah. There still isn't today. You know. That's right. And one another thing that's interesting too is in my Bible here in verse thirteen, where he says, um, "And a voice came to him: Rise, Peter, kill and eat." It's in red. Yeah. So is that that's Christ? That's Christ speaking. Speaking. Yes. And also in verse fifteen, and a voice to him again, second time, "What God has cleansed, you must not call common." That's Christ again. That's right. And um, so it's interesting because as hard as it is, would be to go, okay, these are clean animals now. How much harder was it to accept the Gentiles knowing your whole life? It's the same thing. It's 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 what it's a great comparison because because you have the the unclean animals. Now you've got these unclean humans. This God sends clean, you know. So you've got he's getting a double whammy here. He is. Because all of a sudden these these animals we can eat and these humans are the same as we are. And he was <laughs> and and you knew that he was confused about this this vision that he's yeah. seen. He's like, What's what's going on? I have no idea what this means. Well, and I, I love this account because I love how Cornelius and his household they seeked him because in a world of such division today. Yeah. Are we any different? Nobody. Nobody is. Nobody's different. And this is a this is it right here. Yeah. And no go- one is unclean. The Jews, uh, the Jews were uh, probably the first ones to be racist against another group. I don't know. Probably not. But it's the same thing. There's no division. There should be no divisions among us. That's right. And- no matter who you are, where you come from. We're all clean That's in right. God's eyes. Galatians 2, 6, God shows personal favoritism to no man. Yeah. And so if God shows personal favoritism to no man, neither should we. Exactly. It doesn't matter what background you come from. Nope. It doesn't matter who you are. No. Nope. White, black, Hispanic, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We are all equal in the sight of God. And we've all been called to right. Christ. We yeah. all can hear the call. It doesn't matter. Have, and how big of a blessing is that? Oh. That we all have equal hope in the Lord. It's huge. I mean, especially in a society. Like today, if you have money, you're treated like royalty. Yeah. Like I've actually witnessed, you know, celebrities mm-hmm. that have the money yeah. get free meals when they go out oh, because yeah. they're just happy that the these celebrities are coming into their restaurant. Yeah. I'm like, I need a free meal, man. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. can't even afford to go to that restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know... The rich get richer, as they well, kind of say. It's, but it's true, and 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 we see favoritism every day. We do, you know, everywhere, everywhere. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, it. I think, you I just, know, it's like I always bring up. I'm so glad that man is not in charge of Judgment Day. Oh yeah, because look at all the, you know, we. What do we say? It's not what you know; it's who you know. You know, kind of a thing. It is, you know, and. And sure, that's how it is sometimes, especially in the business world. Yeah. You know. Uh, I, I actually just watched or just heard that someone got passed up on a good job simply because they were not in the in crowd. Sure. Yeah. And it's, it's true. Yeah. And, and that happens all the time. We were just talking about that today. Um, a lot of times 
um, colleges or you know usually government entities um, they'll they have to they're they have to post jobs and they have to interview so many people and sometimes they have to interview different races of people in order to fulfill the requirements to be fair and all that kind of thing yeah but the thing what you'll find is they've uh, the committee the hiring committee already has someone picked out that they want they already have a favorite before they even start <laughs> They're but just they, doing it just but they because still they have, have to, to follow all these rules, you know. And oh, we've seen man. it so many times. I mean, you could. I, I think I don't know. I'm pr- sure there's probably not very many people who haven't seen something like that transpire. Yeah. You know, but they still have to interview everyone. They still have to get all the requirements, whatever. Anyways, it just makes me glad that God's the judge. Yeah. Not well, me. <laughs> every man has injustice in them. Yeah. No, And it doesn't matter how righteous you are, how sure. righteous you become, you still have certain injustices. Yeah. Where, you know, uh, Deuteronomy 32, 4. Okay. says, He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are justice, a God of truth, and without injustice. Righteous and upright is he. Yeah. He is a God without injustice. He, there is no injustice in him. You can't bribe him. You can't pay him off. You know, and so this, you know, going back to uh, Galatians 2, 6, as we said, you know, there's God shows personal favoritism. As we see, if you have money, you get just about anything you want. You mm-hmm. know how many times I hear people getting off with so many horrid, horrendous crimes because they can, they know that they pay off whoever, mm-hmm. you know, and being a broke man <laughs> yeah. myself, yeah. you know, if I did the same crime, I'd be thrown in prison. Oh, man, yeah. And and so <laughs> everything in this life, you have this injustice, and you have this, if you have money, you can get away with murder, as mm. they say. Yeah. So it's comforting to know that you can't buy off the Lord. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much money you have. Mm-mm. You can't buy your way into heaven. No. And you have, if you're the one, Chad, say... You have like eighteen billion dollars. Yeah, you have the same seventeen, but I mean close enough. Okay, yeah, (laughs) I was a little off there. (laughs) Can I borrow a hundred bucks? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) But but you have the same exact hope as I do, who has nothing, you know, or vice versa. Everyone has equal hope, and that's such a beautiful thing in the Lord. We even like put people on pedestals, you know. um, Mm -hmm. I was able we on our trip we. We went on recently. I met a couple of YouTube, some of my favorite YouTube um, channel guys. And I was like, oh, this is so cool, you know. But guess what? They're no different than me. Yeah. You know, they're just more famous. More people know who they are. That's it. Yeah. And we we, we get to put them on a pedestal like athletes or, or uh, movie celebrities stars. Celebrities. Yeah. And it's cool, man. I love I, I love a selfie with a famous person. Okay. I still want to get their autograph. Well, sure. And, um, <laughs> yeah. But, but guess what? There is absolutely no difference in God's eyes. That's right. Between us and them. Yeah. You know, and um, what a blessing. I'm so glad. You know. Absolutely. You know, you could just look at the rich man and Lazarus. So we've talked about him on here. About you know that story, yeah. Uh, there was a huge difference on Earth between the two. I mean, the one was a beggar, just begging for scraps. The other was a rich man who had his nose in the air. I'm sure, you know, uh, yeah. through life. But yet, when it came to Judgment Day, they were equal. That's e- right. Equally judged. Yep. And so, going back to Acts 10. Okay. Back where um, Peter starts going to. 
Cornelius. Okay. So he's in his house at this time. But what's funny is when when um, Peter comes to the house, I want to I want to try to find this real fast. But when Peter comes into the house, uh, let's see. We read right through twenty three. So let's let's continue on verse twenty four. It says, "And the following day they entered Caesarea. Now Cornelius was waiting for them, and he called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter went coming was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up, saying, "Stand up! I myself am also a man." Yeah. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many who had come together. In verse 28, then he said to them, you know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to enter, to keep company with or go to one another's nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. This is the point where Peter actually recognizes what that vision was earlier in the, in the chapter. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, I can't. You're no longer common or unclean. That's why I'm entering into your house. So there was this custom that it was unlawful for a Jew to keep company with or go into a Gentile's house. You don't keep company with them. Mm-hmm. Again, that separation. They're they're dirty. They're unclean. I like how um, before, um, where, where does he say, let's see, and they said, corner C. Like verse 21, going back. Then Peter um, went down to the man. Oh, wait, no. Oh, verse 19. While Peter thought about the vision. So he thought about that. Oh, yeah. He was confused. The, the spirit said to him, behold, three men are seeking you. So, but but I love how he, he points out that Peter thought about it. Like, hmm, you yeah. know. And then down here where he says, um, uh, what, where did we just read? Uh, to verse 28. So, uh. But God has shown me that I should not there call any man common or unclean. There you go. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Verse 28. But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Yeah. That's huge right there. Absolutely. That's huge. And yep. th- And that, that's how we should all be. Um, there, therefore, I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. I ask then, for what reason have you sent for me? So, like, he doesn't even know why they called him. But he recognizes yeah. there should be no clean or unclean and yeah and and it, it was probably this the, all of cornelius's house was kind of like what's he doing here you know yeah <laughs> like <laughs> what is he a jew like this is like totally forbidden you yeah. know we can't do this yeah you know there's a movie that i like um hidalgo i don't know if you've seen it it Hid- sounds familiar so it's about a horse race of american mustang and they go to saudi arabia for this, they go across the desert with the horses. Some people, and it's like, I don't know. You got to go watch it, okay? If you okay. haven't watched Hidalgo, it's a really good movie. But in that movie, uh, there's Jews, okay? Or I think they were Muslims, actually. Because the Muslims Probably. have a lot of the same, um, like, you can't touch an unclean Muslims person still, still can't eat the... The meat, yeah, a lot of the and meat, and that that could be why there's a lot of that over there where there's no pigs because of the uh, and, Muslim and, and Jews, Muslim and the Jews, mm-hmm. um, kind of have the same thing. And there was a deal in there where he, I'm like, he was a infidel, you know, 
um, this guy that came from America to 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 yeah. race with his Mustang, and um, it's a great movie, by the way. If anyone wants to go see, I I, I think it's I don't think it's rated. I think it's rated pretty good um, movie, but um, <clears throat> in there, the uh, there was there were scenes where they couldn't go into their tents and stuff, you know, because he was he was an infidel or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, and and so that that's what I think of. That's probably how a lot of these folks were. There was a distinct separation. There was between the Jews and the Gentiles, there clear down was. to the street corner. You know, yeah. I mean, in the marketplaces, there mm-hmm. was a clear division between them. Yeah, and so for <laughs> for them to call a Jew this Peter, right, Peter, yep. to come into their home, and then Peter's okay with it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's, what's going on here? Yeah, and and so it's it's really a, a great account for us. Yeah, and then as Peter begins to open his mouth in verse thirty four of Acts ten, this is what he was talking about in Acts fifteen. Later on, he is recalling this very moment in Acts fifteen where we began. He's Peter is recalling this moment says, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows per- no partiality, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel preached peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word you know, which was proclaimed through all Judea, and beginning from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went above, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and of the Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophet prophets witness that through his name whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins and so here is where peter is illustrating this this point this is when he came to cornelius and so back in acts 15 that's what he was referring to god came to me and they they received the holy spirit now this holy spirit that he re- that they received he says he received the Holy Spirit just like we did. Mm-hmm. He's referring back to Acts 2 when the Holy Spirit fell upon him like clothes, um, clothes of fire. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you know, the, the, the sound of rushing wind. Yeah. You know, that, that great thing that happened, that was the Holy Spirit coming to the uh, apostles— it is not this it's the the gifts from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The ability to perform miracles. The Gentiles received it, but notice when they received it. 
they received it still uncircumcised. Mm-hmm. And that's the key point that Peter was making in Acts 15. Yeah. They never had to follow the the circumcision and the uncircumcision. Mm-hmm. That no longer counts. You know, that's a circumcision in the flesh. Yeah. Now we have a circumcision of the heart. Yeah. And that is cutting out our evil desires. That's the circumcision that we have on our hearts. And that is made by God, not man. Yeah. And so that's the difference. And when you put on Christ in baptism, that is when you follow Christ. That is what we are called to do. Mm-hmm. Circumcision in the flesh. Now, a lot of people still practice circumcision, but it's more for uh, cleanliness. Hygiene. Hygiene reasons. Yeah. And so that's still a, a common practice, but it has nothing to do with... Um, a religious in, requirement. Yeah, faith in, in Christ. And so what we are called to do is be baptized in the, name, in the name of the Lord to receive the forgiveness of sin. Yeah. And I think, I think too, what, what um, basically what come out of it, what, and you know, because we talked earlier, we, had this, we have this huge clash of two, you might say, cultures. Absolutely. And um, the circumcision thing kind of just really brought out the fact that um, that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, that, hey, we're all the same. Yeah. You know, even though it was such a huge distinction between the two. It's like, okay, this is not required anymore. This has all been fulfilled. This, this covenant yeah. was, was fulfilled when Christ came. And we're all the same. We're all equal. That's right. And, and, and you know, whether you want to, it, it's kind of, I don't know if it's, because it's, it's kind of a conscience thing. It kind of turns into a conscience thing. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's interesting to think. I know that, did we look at Galatians yet? We were going to. No, not yet. Because we, we could tie that in to Galatians 2, couldn't we? Yeah, because this is actually what what Paul is talking about in um, in Galatians two, as he's as he's talking to the churches in Galatia. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what he's talking about. So let's turn over to Galatians two. So he is he is recounting or recalling this this incident in Acts fifteen. So that's what Paul is talking about in Galatians chapter two. So let's read um, one through five. Do you want to turn? Do you want to read that? Yeah, chat? sure. I'll read it. Yeah, Galatians um, chapter two, verses one through five. It says then. Then after fourteen years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, and also took Titus with me. And I went up by revelation and communicated to them that that gospel which I preached among the Gentiles, but um, privately to those who were of reputation, lest by any means I might run or had run in vain. Yet not even Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. And this occurred because of false brethren secretly brought in, whom came in by stealth to spy on our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. 
to whom we did not yield submission even for an hour that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. Okay, so here, you know, this account, Paul is is um, recounting what we just read in Acts 15, that, that whole account mm-hmm. where, you know, Paul and Barnabas was out and, and these brethren came in, these these Judaizers trying to make everyone Jews first, saying they had to be circumcised. This is what he's talking about. And notice he has Titus with him, and yeah, and he says that Titus was a Greek. That's yeah. another name for Gentile. Sure. So he was uncircumcised, and and there's a couple points to really bring out here as they were making their argument that you have to be circumcised first. Yeah. Before being a Christian or before coming into Christ, notice he wasn't even compelled. He wasn't compelled to. Which tells us a couple things, but the one main point was they didn't bring forth a, a good case. Yeah. And what I mean by that is they were claiming something and they couldn't back it with anything. And this is this is something that we have to consider when anyone comes to you claiming something about Christianity. So if someone came to you today and said you had to become uh, circumcised before becoming a Christian, just like the Judaizers here, they have no scripture to back themselves. Yeah, it's it's a... So do you listen to them? It's kind of an I think kind of a deal. Yeah, and and anytime anyone says, well, I think or Mm. I believe... Mm -hmm. Myself and Chad included, anyone says that mm-hmm. without scripture, you you shouldn't listen to them. Yeah, and it's easy to do. I do it all the time. Oh yeah, you know. Well, it, and, it, I think it's cool. Here I go. I think it's cool, <laughs> but I think it's really neat that uh, Barnabas. It, there was no issue be- between Paul, Barnabas, and Titus. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't an issue to them. Nope. Here they are out teaching, doing God's work, and it wasn't an issue to them that that Barnabas or was that Titus a, Titus was a Greek. Like, yeah, it was no issue at all. There's no separation with them. No, it wasn't, and it wasn't an issue at all. And yeah. even as they studied it and talked about it, as he recounts what he taught to, um, uh, who was it? Are you talking about Titus or? No, because he recounts, um, revealed the com- communicated to him the gospel which I preach among the Gentiles. Yeah, I'm thinking, um, but Cornelius. I'm thinking about Cornelius. Oh yeah, um, but he says here, um, but privately to those who are of reputation. Yeah, yeah. Now those of reputation, he's referring back to the um, apostles, as we see in Acts 15 verse six, where he he went to them. To discuss the matter with with them and the elders, where they they got together. Mm-hmm. These are strong brethren talking about the meat of the word. So, you know, this is something that not everyone was um, strong enough to listen to. And what I mean by that is, not everyone was ready to hear it. Yeah, you know where. You know, the Lord talks about, you know, those who need the sincere milk of the Lord, they're not ready for the meat. Mm-hmm. So you, you have these 
he refers to them as babes in Christ versus the the ones who can handle meat. Babes, babies cannot handle meat. If you give a baby meat, it's going to choke and die. Mm-hmm. Like so, that's why he says privately to those, lest by any means I might run or had run in vain. Mm-hmm. So if all the work that he's done with them would have been in vain if he talked about it in front of them and it caused them to choke on the word mm. and and fall away from the Lord mm-hmm. because they, they're not ready to, to hear this deep discussion. And so that's, that's something that we have to be careful with too when we're, when we're dealing with those that are not ready to hear it. You know, you're giving them too much at once. Mm-hmm. Um, but this whole situation that we are talking about with the Jews and the Gentiles is also illustrated in Ephesians 2.14. I've been thinking about this verse since we started, but I was trying to look it up and everything. Um, but it says in Ephesians 2.14, okay. For he himself is our peace. This is Jesus Christ they're talking about. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one. And has broken down the middle wall of separation. This is Christ through his sacrifice, his death, burial, and resurrection has broken down that middle wall of separation. That separation between the Gen- the Jews and the Gentiles. Okay. That that wall is no longer there. Christ knocked it down. Yep. And so this is something that the uh, Judaizers were having a hard time with. And... Um, the Judaizers were trying to build a case against Paul as well, trying to say that he's preaching something different than what they're preaching in, in Jerusalem. Yeah. And so Paul was humble enough to to go back and talk with them and, and have this discussion with them, you know? Well, I think, too, is like this is kind of a distraction from the real mm-hmm. gospel, you know? It was something that got turned into a distraction and something that didn't even matter. You know, and I'm thinking, like, if you go back to Galatians 2, 6, you know, he says there, but those, but from those who seem to be something, whatever they were, it makes no difference to me. God shows personal favoritism to no man for those who seem to be something added nothing to me. Yeah. You know, that it didn't matter. But they were those people who um, seem to be something. Do we know people like that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and they make a big issue about something that doesn't matter. Yep. You know, and they're totally um, sidestepping what we should all be talking about. That's right. <laughs> you know, and, and it happens all the time. It's, it's human nature, it seems like, that we make an issue. You know, we talked yesterday. I don't remember who brought it up. There was a uh, someone who said, okay, we can have a bathroom, but it can't be in the church. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. like those are some issues that happen over the years. It has to be an years. outhouse, yeah. So now we're, we're fighting over whether we have an outhouse or a bathroom in the church, and we're not even thinking about, like, teaching the gospel. Yeah. What did Jesus do this for? Does, does Jesus care if there's a bathroom in the church or, out in the, or an outhouse or one at all, you know? Yeah. I mean, the point is sometimes we make... A big deal out of something that doesn't even matter. Yeah. And I, I think this was certainly one of those. Yeah. And it's a cor- it's it's recorded for us, you know? That's right. Um, 
What is it? What did you have? Hebrews 5, 11 to 14. What's that? That one was the one um, the babes in Christ needed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Needed milk and not oh, solid right. food. Yeah. Um, you ought to be teachers. Yeah. Where he says you ought to be teachers. That's how we ought to be. We yeah. ought to be teachers and focus on that. Yeah. You but know. you can only you can only become teachers after you yes. do your due diligence and studying the word of God. And and you know, as it says in first Peter eleven or, okay. sorry, not first Peter eleven, there is no first Peter eleven. First <laughs> Peter four, verse eleven. Um <laughs> Go ahead, I'll let you read okay. it. Okay. <laughs> so let me get over there. First da- Peter David's David's writing scripture here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm making my next, own Bible. <laughs> next, we can turn to Second Acts. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. Okay. And again, that's First Peter four verse yeah. eleven. Yeah. So, if we are to speak, we need to speak as the oracles of God. Yeah. You know, we should have a "Thus saith the Lord" behind it. This is why I'm. I strive to make sure that I I go to the scripture, and and have everyone read the scripture rather than, well, God says here, but but I don't give a book chapter verse or anything like that. Yeah. And there's times where I I can't recall it off the top of my head yeah. as we're talking about it, but you know, depending on who you're talking to, like Chad, if I do that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, but with with somebody who doesn't know the word, it's it's better to have them read the word of God rather than out of my mouth, yeah. you know, because at that point, yeah, God is the end all to all disputes. As we've talked before, I mean, to, I, it's such a great point because um, it's not what we say, it's what God says. So if you have a problem with it, you're arguing with God, Yeah, you know, and, and that's why we have to be so careful to do only what the Bible says, Yeah, you know, and... And uh, that is so important. And, and you know, we're not teaching, you know, at, you could say with these Jews, it, it, it was like another division. Yeah. You know, it was a division. It was it was a runoff, a split off, because they wanted to add all these things, these rules. Yeah. That, that weren't, that Jesus didn't intend for us to yeah. have. Well, and that's kind of what the the Pharisees were kind of known for mm. they they followed the traditions of their forefathers yeah and they they um would almost build hedges around the law so that people couldn't even get to the law to break it and i'm speaking of the law of moses so they they would like the ceremonial washings okay. that they had yeah you know the, we have to be clean as we you know come to the lord which yeah. you understand that you know and especially with the sacrificing that was to cleanse their um, the sin away, yeah. you know, or or uh, wash away their sin. So well, they, they had. All I these... know that there's a lot of things in the Old Testament, like when you read about the the laws that Moses put forth for him, mm-hmm. that brought it back to him. I'm sitting there reading that, going, "Man, I'm glad we don't have to do all this today," you know. Yeah. And and I think I think about when we hear about these ceremonial washings, I think, man, is wasn't some of that probably show, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, I think I think a lot of it became a showboat, you know, uh, act rather than actually doing what what they were supposed to be doing if they're really truly following the old law. Yeah. Well, and don't and you, you think? Oh yeah, you actually see that with with Christ as he's talking to him and he's uh, condemning him. Yeah. You know, he says, you know, you you go to the street corners and pray. Exactly. And, 
He's like, you hypocrites. Yeah. You know, where outwardly you you show you appear to be righteous, but inwardly you are ravenous wolves. Yeah. You know, and and so that's that's what he was describing with them and illustrating with them is that the heart is is the your issue. Mm-hmm. You know, where a lot of it was for show. And um I I heard of some uh Jewish books, you know, where they would actually pray for like three hours at a time. Yeah. Now, I can't verify that. That's not verified in Scripture. But these um, outside sources talk about they would pray for three hours at a time, like three three times a day, mm-hmm. you know, out in public in these loud prayers and everything. And we do have Scripture of them, you know, praying out loud to be heard by man. So they, they did want this appearance of being righteous. Yeah. But they're, they didn't live it in according to their heart. You know, they they would, uh, it was for show, like you were saying. It wasn't because they were seeking to please God. They were seeking to please man and, yeah. and looking righteous to man. Yeah. And look, if anyone would pray for three hours a day, three times a day, yeah, that that looks like a righteous man to me. Yeah, right. right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I would I, think so too. I don't know anyone that um, has gone to Washington D.C. Um, you haven't been to Washington D.C. I have you? No. So anyone who's been there, um, being that it's the capital, I've I've been there twice. Okay. Um, the first time with my folks, we spent about five or six days there, and then I went with Paxson in his school. And we, we only spent about a day and a half, maybe two days there. But we did walk by the White House and stuff. And, and being that it's the capital, there's a lot of protesters and people trying to make a point. you know. Right. And that was five years ago, three years ago, four years ago, before the pandemic. Um, and um, there would be religious people shouting things. Like hmm. they'd be holding signs and... Um, uh, talk, you know, like the, the, the last days are upon us, you know, they'd be shouting these things <laughs> and, and you're like, what, you know, like, what is that guy saying? You know, yeah. and you're looking at him and, and, you know, I don't, I don't know if that, I don't know what their motive is, you know, maybe it's great, you know, yeah and maybe they have a great message. You know, we kind of just, we didn't pay any attention to them. Uh, for a couple of reasons, the tour guide's like, don't talk to nobody, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> here we are. We're, we're the hicks from the sticks. You might say we stuck out like a sore thumb. Um, Hi, but, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but, but it was interesting to me. And, I, and that's what I think about, um, sometimes when we're going through things like this, just like do those Jews, I think did a lot of things like that for show. Yeah. You know, and, um, so scripture actually supports that. that sure. they, they did do it for show. Yeah. And they, they didn't um they didn't do it for the Lord. No. They did it to and then look when, righteous to man. Then when the truth is taught, they just fight it tooth and nail. Mm-hmm. You know, when they see the truth. Um and so we have to be careful of that ourselves, you know. That, yeah. that we don't um fight fight things, unnecessary things, I guess. Well and you know, Especially when it comes down to um, a lot of times, and we've talked about this, Chad, where people will choose a church to go to because of what it offers them. Oh, yeah. You know, versus the thought of, is this pleasing God, never even crosses their mind. Yeah. 
And, you know, they go to church because it makes them feel good. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, and perhaps that uh, gives them recognition in the town they live in, mm-hmm. you know, where now everyone thinks of me as more holy and more righteous. But inwardly, are you? Yeah. You know, inwardly, are you seeking to please God or are you doing it for attention? You know, uh it, Preachers and, and everyone alike can be guilty of this. Yeah. You know, where I've actually heard of people really shout out how they are preachers and they're ministers and all this. Oh, yeah. And then, or you, you got, know, they go home and they drink and they go home and yeah. they, or they some have of this them, secret life. And it's like, some, oh. of the, some of them have a diff, attire that they wear. Yeah. To, to distinct them as, as a, um, as a they minister, have those preacher, or and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. On, I used to deliver mail in yeah. in uh, New York, and on my route, I I delivered. Well, I didn't really deliver to the church. I think they had a PO box, but it was on my route. I'd walk by it, and so these people would would come out, and they were in these robes, and they were they would go outside and smoke. Right, mm-hmm. very funny to me. But anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I I seen one of the guys because. On that same route, at the end of the block, there's a 7-Eleven. So I went in there on my break, and they actually, I seen him in there buying some alcohol, too. Mm, Yeah. And, you know, I was sitting there looking, and I was like, now that he's on his own time, you know, who is he in in his personal life? Mm -hmm. You know, and I've actually heard of people, um, Doug Roush, when he was here for the gospel meeting. Yeah. We went over to, um, we took them over to Idaho Falls, and we, we showed them the falls. Mm-hmm. And they had a visitor center right across the street. So we went in there, and and while we were in there getting something, uh, the lady behind the counter asked, you know, are you guys here visiting? And he's like, yeah, I'm here for a gospel meeting. You should come check us out. And she's like, well, she had like this, uh, the tone in her voice changed completely. And she's like, oh, well... My dad was a preacher, or my dad was, and it was almost like she was disgusted with religion because of who her dad was oh, yeah. in her personal life. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, that's sickening to me, you yeah. know, where a lot of times it, it's very sad, but people get turned away from God because of these people's claiming to be faithful, sure, claiming to be religious, and... It, it should never be the case that you should not allow humans who sin and who fall short come between your relationship with God. Yeah. You should still be diligent to seek the Lord. Yeah. And unfortunately, too many times I've heard of people leaving um, religion altogether because yeah. of where they were going and these people claiming to be religious but weren't, mm-hmm. you know. And so this is also why... Christ should only be our example, where it doesn't matter how how faithful you become to the Lord, you look to Christ as your example. You know, like, um, if I'm doing a lot of work for the Lord, and I, I'm content with myself, and I look at, you know, say, uh, Brother Bob, well, I'm, I'm more righteous than he is, I'm doing more work than he yeah. is, if you compare yourself with another human... Mm-hmm. You have failed. Yeah. Compare yourself to Christ, because when you do that, 
you will always fall short. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not to um, kick you while you're down. Yeah. But it's it's rather to keep you humble before the Lord. Mm-hmm. He was perfect. and But notice why he, he was perfect. Yeah. He sought to please the Lord. Mm-hmm. And we are commanded to follow his steps. And as Christ knocked down this middle wall of separation... The Jews had no right, or the Judaizers had no right to try to bind something on their fellow brother in Christ. Yeah. You know, they they have no longer have this right. And that's why Titus, going back to Galatians 2, that's why Titus was not compelled, not even for an hour, to be circumcised. Mm-hmm. Their, um, uh, what, what am I trying to say? Their argument that they were making was not according to God at all. Yeah. It, it wasn't. Yeah. So go ahead. Oh, I, I just have another um, verse that we could read to maybe comment on that kind of goes along with this because I think it's I think it's really good um, explaining how all of us are different, you know. Mm-hmm. But Ephesians 4, 11 through oh, 16. Yeah. Very good point, yeah. Um, I w- I'll go ahead and read it here, and then we can comment on it. But it says, uh, starting with Ephesians 4, verse 11, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, and carry about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. And notice verse 15, speaking the truth in love. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's how we named this uh, podcast. That's right. from that verse. But what a great passage for us because does it take a variety of people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's why, you know, in here, this is what he's illustrating in this context is we... As Christians, you know, as you're the congregation that you are a part of, mm-hmm. you work together. Yeah. You know, as and this is also a great illustration why Christ compares us to sheep. Mm-hmm. You know, following the shepherd. He is the shepherd, but but we are sheep. Sheep depend on one another for safety. Yeah. Just like we depend on one another for safety. Yeah, absolutely. And for for the um for the equipping of the saints, but also working together to bring others to the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's about working together and, and being united together so that we make ourselves stronger. In verse 14, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro. Yeah. So when you have, you know, by every wind of doctrine, mm-hmm. as it talks here, every wind of doctrine, you can throw a lot of doubt in, into, um, mm-hmm. or, Satan throws a lot of doubt. And and so this um this actually ties beautifully 
into what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. The, these Judaizers. Well, and, and, you know, with this whole um, thing, this uh, gay agenda happening in Florida. Yeah. Um, how they don't want them talking to the kids from kindergarten to third grade. Are kids from kindergarten to third grade influential? Oh, yeah. I, I love hearing them talk. Oh, well, they're so receptacle, receptible about this topic at that age. Well, yeah, they're receptible to many things. Right. You could you could convince a, a third grade kid to do anything almost. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, all of them from kindergarten to third grade, you could convince a kid like that to basically do anything. And that's what he's telling us not to be like. Yeah. Don't be like children. We're no longer children. And, you know, like where he says, um, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness craftiness of deceitful plotting. Right. You know, and... (laughs) We don't want to be that. Yeah. What, What I really dislike is, you know, teachers... Yeah. Have a responsibility to teach that subject. Yeah. Don't teach my child your thing so. No, exactly. And I don't care what age you are. Don't yeah. push that on my child. That's yeah. not your place. Yeah. You know, and and and, and that's by a whole any means, other topic yeah, too. But but by any means, I'm not trying to to pick on teachers. Their job is very difficult, yeah, and sure. I'm not trying to yeah, to yeah, downplay yeah. that at all. You know, they have to deal with these subjects because they have. Families, you know, bringing their kids in that are sensitive to this subject. Mm. So they have to be careful on how they talk about it and, and all that. I get it. Um, but that's a different subject. But yeah. how how um, Paul went to the other apostles and the um, the elders. You know, that's a group of people who have all different talents coming to the truth on the matter. Yeah. You know, and that's what we talk about in... Well, Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. Like in verse 16, that's what he's talking about. He's relaying it to the body. Right. You know, you talk about all these different talents coming together. Yep. Um, that's how the body is. You've got the, the arms, the, 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 the hands, the legs. My hand can't do what my foot does. You yeah. know, try walking on your hands. That, that don't work very yeah. well. Okay. Some people are talented enough to do it, but that doesn't. <laughs> and then if you, if you injure something, like if you injure your toe even or your leg try doing your everyday uh duties without your leg yeah or your arm or your finger you know when i was a carrier i hurt my foot yeah man that's devastating that's it i I walk all day on my feet yeah it's yeah and so yeah you bring out a great point we are all having different talents like chad you're the hand i'm the foot sure but you know what we have to work together together to mm-hmm. feed the mouth, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's how all God Christians is, are. Christ is the head, and and mm-hmm. He controls His body. Yeah, that's the main point. Can you imagine if if you tell your hand to move and your foot yeah. jumps up instead? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't live. Well, and that's that's a great point because we our mind has perfect control over all of our body. Yeah, and and uh, you know. We're able to do everything where we need to do. That's right. And together. But if you take something away, mm-hmm. you know, I feel for people who lose an arm. Oh, I know. Or a leg. When I broke my arm? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 I mean, try, you know, you hurt your right arm and just guess what? That's the one you use to write mm-hmm. or sign or what? Any, anything like that. 
But anyways, that's that's what we're, you know, it's a great um, analogy for us. And it is absolutely a great analogy. As Christians, we all have to work together, and it don't matter what background you're from. Yeah. We all have <laughs> our own talents, whether you're Jew, Greek, whatever. It doesn't matter. You all have a, everyone has a talent that they can bring towards the service of the Lord. Yeah. And, we and s- it doesn't matter the the kind of talent. Yeah. Like, for example, if your talent is to, you're a gracious host, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think of David and Catherine, like Mm -hmm. it was almost like, um, when we invited, uh, Doug and, Mm -hmm. and his wife Mm -hmm. for the gospel meeting, it was like their home was just open to him. Yeah. And it was almost like we didn't even need to ask David and Catherine if it was Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. They're just very good, gracious host, you know? Yeah. that's not their only talent, but if it was their only talent, mm. that is a great talent. And if you have a talent, use it. That's right. You know, I mean, I know a lot of, uh, like, uh, even just dealing with electronics, mm-hmm. you know, computer things. Your son. Yeah, not yeah. Oh, Paxson does great, and and uh, um, I can get by, you know, but not everyone can do that, and so thank I goodness, cannot. <laughs> yeah, so thank goodness there's others that can, and it's just. Just a simple example, you know. So utilize whatever talent you have, mm-hmm. you know, you know to to and and when when everyone comes together, you can see the, the that's unity. right. But now, guess what? We're out of time. No. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so so any closing end, thoughts? Yeah. Let's end with uh, Proverbs nineteen twenty and twenty one. Okay. Go ahead and read it. Now, as we were talking about, um, they they were coming together seeking wise counsel. Verse uh, 20 and 21 of Proverbs 19, it says, Listen to counsel and receive instruction, that you may be wise in your latter days. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. So, any kind of counsel is not what he's talking about here. The wise counsel he's talking about is people who go to the Word of God for the answers. You know, I'm not going to go to... Um, someone who who never reads the Bible and asks them about a, a mm-hmm. godly question. That's not wise counsel. That's yeah. that's foolish counsel, yeah. you know. But working together, we all need to come together and go to the Word of God for the answers. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, us using our, our talents and our abilities that we have mm-hmm. in the Lord, coming together and working together. Like, you know, depending on who I'm going to study with. Like, if I need a Barnabas, yeah. Chad, I refer to you as my Barnabas. Like, yeah. you're just a, a great guy to go mm-hmm. to, and you're 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 a guy of encouragement. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so if I'm going into a study and I think I'm going to need some encouragement, yeah. I'm going to go to you. Sure. You know, but if I, I can use everyone, you yeah. know. It, everyone use has their, their talents, strengths, yeah. Absolutely, to further the work of the mm-hmm. Lord. And, and so... We do that in in our business as well. There's some people absolutely. who just can't do something. That's yeah. fine, but he can go over and do this. That's right. You know, and so we see it every day. We all have different talents, and and the idea is use your talents to your best ability for the work of the Lord. That's right. You know. Yeah. So, if you're not good at math, don't don't become the don't, treasure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's just not wise. We got money to buy that. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. I think so. Yeah, let's try. Yeah, it. I think so. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, we really appreciate you joining us with our study. I've sure, certainly enjoyed it. Once Absolutely. Again. 
it's gone way too fast, but we're glad you're with us. And uh, give us a share. If you like what you hear, share it with your friends. We would love to hear from you. Uh, send us an email. Um, it's in the link um, on the podcast, the email is, so it's easy to click on it. Send us a message um, if you have any comments or questions. Um, and then I want to end with, if you're in Blackfoot, Idaho, come and worship with us. We're we would at, love to see you. Uh, 370 North Schilling in Blackfoot, Idaho. Um, you just look us up. Uh, you'll see us. On, we're on Google. You can find us. Um, but our worship times are 10 a.m. and uh, for class, 11 a.m. worship, and then Wednesday evening at 7:30. So we'd love to see you. So thank you guys. Thanks everyone. We'll see you next week. Have a good night.